from KQED. You're listening to Cued Up. I'm Sandhya Dirks. This episode, we're doing something a little different. We're airing a story from one of our favorite podcasts, The Specialist, hosted and created by Casey Miner. The Specialist is a podcast about work we don't think about and the people who do it. And in this episode, producer Raja Shah introduces us to a committee, a very important committee, a very boring committee, a committee that helps government do its job. We do have meetings open to the public. They're not the most popular meetings in City Hall, apparently. How much are tickets? (laughs) Free, free for two and a half hours on a Thursday morning. This committee, you kind of think it's the committee no one wants to be on. But that's not exactly true. Here's Rajesh Shah. Before we get started, a warning. I'm going to be talking about a committee today, a committee that has a lot of responsibility and hardworking, serious people on it. One thing it doesn't have is a catchy name. Just ask Rebecca Ryan. I am the current chair of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee, also lovingly known as CGOBOC. What did you call it? CGOBOC. Not the sexy committee in the city that people fall over each other to serve on. But a really important one, says Ryan. Let's break it down. That name again is CGOBOC. C is for citizens. That's you and me. Next is general obligation bond. That's just a certain kind of bond, one that's paid for by property taxes. Which brings us to oversight committee. This is the group of nine people tasked with making sure that city projects are on time and on budget. Nine people who show up to meetings every other month, visit construction sites, draft reports, pour over audits, all for... Absolutely nothing. We get water and a pad at the meeting, and I I, I do like the pads. All right. Who would want to do this? Oh, I sorted it out. Zach Townsend is applying for one of three open seats on the committee. So I think I Googled for San Francisco boards and committees, and then, like, I saw this one, and I thought to myself, wow, here is a committee that seems really boring to most people, but is not boring to me. Townsend says he sees the committee as a way to give back. Growing up, his family didn't have a lot of money, but he says strong public institutions like free school lunch programs and magnet schools changed his life. He's been interested in public policy ever since. To me, it's not just like an abstraction. It's like real people's lives. Um, You're making sure that like the money that was supposed to go to playgrounds like actually goes to playgrounds, which is the point. So if you are selected, what do you think it's going to be like? So what I assume it'll be like really on a practical level is like there's a pretty nondescript conference room um, with some extra chairs for the public and not many people come and you have a meeting once a month and they seem really droll and dry. (laughs) Madam Chair, at this time we have a quorum. Roll call. Townsend's prediction is not far off. Though instead of a conference room, meetings are held in a spacious hearing room on the fourth floor of City Hall. And yeah, they can be dry. I must admit that at times our slide deck has been rather lengthy. This time we're down to 11 slides rather than the normal 20 to 30. But they're also a chance to hear directly from city employees to make sure that the money for playgrounds actually goes to playgrounds, as Townsend put it. Siegelbach committee members sit in front of microphones on a raised platform across from a public seating area and a podium. One by one, managers for each of the city's bond projects step up and explain what they've been up to. 
Um, I don't know many of you have driven by Mission Dolores Park lately, but it looks different. That's Don Kamlanavin from the Reckon Parks Department. She's there to give an update on the 2008 Parks Bond. <clears throat> and here are schedules. You can see again Mission Dolores. There was a commitment made to the public that we would phase the park's delivery, um, doing only half of the park at a time. Outside of these meetings, each committee member keeps track of a specific bond project. So these meetings are a way for everyone to stay in the loop. And when a project falls behind, to ask some hard questions. Dolores Park, mm. there were some delays there. Um, obviously, the schedule is pushed out. What is mm -hmm. the impact on the funding and mm -hmm. contingency funds given the unforeseen site condition? Yeah. Um, so there was, um, as a result of unforeseen site conditions from the soil profile, the stream, um, some soil remediation work that needed to be done, we're looking at an additional $2.2 million for the project. And soil profile, remediation work. At this point, you may be wondering, how is a regular person supposed to make sense of all this? Most Siegelbach members, including Rebecca Rhine, are not construction experts or auditors. I'd like to jokingly say I was a theater major. You know, what happened to my life? The city controller's office actually has a full-time staff to conduct audits of these same programs. Siegelbach is an extra layer of protection on top of that. But it wasn't always this way. Back in the 90s, there were lots of problems with the city's bond projects. Wasted money, construction delays, mismanagement. The public's trust in government was low. So voters went to the ballot in 2002 and created Siegelbach. It is in no way the only set of eyes that look upon all of these various projects. There are many, many checks and balances running through these bond programs. But one of them is the one you guys wanted. It may be what San Franciscans wanted, but you wouldn't know it from those public meetings. Is there a public comment? All right, seeing none. Any public comment on this report? Okay, seeing none. Okay, seeing no public comment. Is there any public comment? Public is shrinking with every passing moment. I feel like I've asked for public comment six times in this. Public comment on the committee comment we just had on the public comment. <laughs> All right, moving on. Item E. The thing is, it's not easy to get people to show up to City Hall at 9 a.m. on a Thursday. So you can imagine that it's even harder to get people to join the committee, which makes Siegelbach hopeful, Zach Townsend unique. Like, really unique. Were there a lot of applicants? <laughs> um, at the time that I checked with the clerk, uh, you were the only one. Oh, how, how, how exciting. <laughs> oh, so I'm like the crazy guy who applied. Yeah, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Since I interviewed Townsend, a few more applications have trickled in, but not enough. The city has been delaying its decision on who to select for months, hoping that more people will apply. And Siegelbach is actually just one of dozens of committees throughout the city that are staffed by volunteers. Some do require expertise. Some, pretty much anyone can be on. Some are relatively self-explanatory, like the Elections Commission or Arts Commission. And some have even crazier names than Siegelbach, like my personal favorite, the Bay Area Regional Interoperable Communication System Joint Powers Authority, also known as the Bayricks JPA, obviously. Right now, there are about 100 open seats on these committees waiting to be filled. Residents of San Francisco can go to the Board of Supervisors or Mayor's websites and scroll through the full list of committees to see which ones have open seats. Just don't judge them by their names. 
And now Roger brings you a small update on the fate of Zach Townsend, the guy who really wanted to be on the committee that no one wants to be on. At the hearing, the city supervisor spent a lot of time praising Zach. Uh, so thank you very much, Mr. Townsend. Um, I think you might know more than some of us, actually. And so I uh, just wanted to... But in the to, end, uh, a few other people had applied, and they decided he wasn't the best fit. They did say they hoped he could find a place on another committee in the future. And there are plenty of committees. Thanks so much to Raja Shah for that story, which is way more fun than it has any right to be. And thanks to Casey Miner and all the folks at The Specialist for letting us air that episode today. Thanks also to KLW and the news magazine Cross Currents, where that story first aired. A tip of the cap to Audrey Dilling, who first edited that story. And a big shout out to Seth Samuel, who wrote the music and sound designed that piece. And thank you for listening to Cued Up. I'm Sandhya Dirks. The senior editor of Cued Up is Julia McAvoy. The executive producers are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. And you can find us, like us, rate us, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.